Welcome in. Welcome in, everybody. How's everyone doing tonight? It's your boy. It's your host, the creator of the channel, Woke Societies, in the house today. I am ready to go. I got a packed full episode lined up for all you today. It's going to be a good one. Is this what you guys seeing right now? Is this how this conversation went? This is Nancy Pelosi standing in front of soldiers here in D.C. Please don't arrest me. Check. <laughs> I actually made this meme. I don't, I've never made memes before. I just I just went on a meme maker today, meme generator, and I just thought this was pretty funny. Thought this was pretty funny, so I gotta up my meme game. It's been way too long. It's been way too long, but I'm so happy to see you all here. It's gonna be another great episode, and uh, I'm pumped up to be here. It's gonna be awesome, and uh, we got so much, so much to cover as we always do on this channel. It's gonna be fantastic. So. Welcome in, everybody. It's so awesome to see you all here. Let me know where you're all from in the chat, and uh, we're going to get this party started here. I got so much news here. Yes. Actually, let's let's do some of my new music. I got some new chill music in the house right here. There we go. There we go. Welcome in, everybody. We're almost at 1,000 viewers already on DLive, and uh, everyone's coming in on Twitch. Foxhole's ramping up already. It's fantastic to see here, everybody. Liverpool, UK, what is up from across the river? So great to see so many people from all over the world here, not just in the country, but all over the place. I love it. I love it. Time to leave DLive. Why, why are you leaving DLive? What's, up, what's, what's, uh, what's the problem with DLive? Oh, well. We got multiple platforms running, so you can pick out of the four. We're running on Twitch. We're running on DLive. We got Pilled. We're on Foxhole. I mean, you guys got some options here. It's almost all of it's off alternative platforms at this point. But either way, either way. But before we begin, actually, before we begin, let's get into the today's uh, sponsor of the show, which is going to be Pill.net. The guys, the boys that created the Foxhole app, along with, a, it was a team effort, but the two developers that put it together, they have another amazing social media platform that's been around for since the summer. Since the summer. And uh, all that good stuff. So let's just see here. DLive took all PB donations. What does that mean? PB. Who's PB? Who's PB donations? I don't know who that is. Let me know in the chat. Let me know in the chat. So let's get today's sponsor here. This is Matt, the one of the developers of Pill.net. To let you know, to sign up for the free platform. Here it is. Step in the virtual haven of Pill.net, where you remain an individual. You are in control. Experience all that Pill.net has to offer. Create dynamic topics with videos, links, text, anything you want, load topics, activate filters, get verified, go live, escape the onslaught of ads and privacy scares. Let's get back to what social media was meant to be on Pill.net. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So, guys, go check out Pill.net right now. They're a censor-free social media platform that's unlike anything else. It's made here by two developers right here in the United States, American company, and they're absolutely fantastic. And, uh, okay, yeah, so go check them out. So it looks like uh, Patriot Soapbox was demonetized by DLive. Well, as far as I know... No one else in our in our group has been uh, has been you know messed with here on D Live, so I, I don't know what that's about, guys. If if, if they did something to uh, to mess with the rules, um, that's on them. But over here over here on Woke Societies and the channels that I know, any, none of that's happening over here. Um, we are 
D-Live's been great to us, and I got nothing against D-Live at all, so hopefully we don't see any censorship, but I don't think we're going to. So USMC Crypto Redneck, thanks so much for the diamond. Sassy in Wisconsin with the diamond, thank you so much. I think we're okay, guys. Everyone's good. Everyone just chill out, right? Everyone just chill out. USMC Crypto Redneck again with the diamond. We are all good. So, guys, I got some amazing news here to show you already. Um, you guys are going to love this. You guys are going to love this. Check check out who's going to be showing up for uh, Joe Biden's inauguration day. Look at this. Tom Hanks is hosting star-studded Biden inauguration special. Yes. Yes, I cannot wait to see this one. Of all the people. Of all the people. This is hilarious. This is absolutely Hilarious. Tom Hanks, who endorsed Joe Biden's bid for the presidency, is set to host a celebrity-packed inauguration telecast. Of course, it's going to be uh, packed in with celebrities. Titled, This is the title of it, Celebrating America, that the major networks and other outlets will broadcast on primetime January 20th. A slew of pop stars are set to perform on the TV special, which will air on ABC, CBS, and NBC, as well as CNN and MSNBC. They include Biden supporters John Bon Jovi, Demi uh, Demi Lovato, Justin Timberlake, and Aunt Clemens. Man, I haven't said those names in a while, and God, I hope I never have to again. The Celebrating America uh, telecast is expected to kick off at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on January 20th. And it will last 90 minutes. Biden is set to be sworn in earlier in the day at noon. It remains unclear how prominently the 70-year-old man with politician will feature in the primetime telecast. So we got Tom Hanks. He's going to be the uh, the MC for this for this no-show event. Absolutely hilarious. And even better, guys, even better, Lady Gaga is set to sing the national anthem at Joe Biden's inauguration. And if you couldn't have gotten some of the two biggest demons in Hollywood together to... Uh, to get together and do this, I, you couldn't have picked two better ones. So Lady Gaga has been picked to sing the national anthem. Uh, that's going to be for Thursday. The New York-born superstar who campaigned for Biden during the election has been confirmed to sing the Star-Spangled Banner. So, guys, I found an awesome version of, uh, of what we're going to be witnessing with that. Um, if it does indeed happen. If it does indeed happen. I see everyone arrest them all. Arrest them all. And, guys, yeah, I don't know what's going on in Twitch uh, with the chat here. Um, it's, it looks weird. It looks different. So I don't know if things are going wrong with that today, man. It seems like a bunch of stuff's going on. I have no idea. But the chat, yeah, the chat's weird. But look at this by Dre Fenzor, the awesome memer. Check this out. This is going to be a uh, a Chinese national anthem probably sung. Not the American national anthem, but the Chinese national anthem. Check this out. <laughs> You gotta love it. You gotta love it. That is the preview of the national anthem, of course. Of course, you gotta love it. It's absolutely amazing to see that. I dropped, saw someone drop the Ninja Gini here. Where'd you go? Someone dropped me a Ninja Gini. And the chat won't let me go all the way back. I'm sorry, whoever this was. Oh, Sprag, thank you so much for the, uh, for the Ninja Gini there. I really appreciate that. So yes, that's what we're probably gonna be seeing if, if uh, we're not hoping 
we're hoping we're going to see an arrest. That would be fantastic. But before that, but hopefully we'll never get there. But in other news, Nancy Pelosi's lectern was returned today. Uh, as we saw all the uh, the crazy idiots that went into the Capitol and caused all this all these problems and damage. Um, one of the I don't know if this was an assistant went in here and found and got the lectern back. And uh, there it is. She's pushing that bad boy right back to uh, dance so Nancy Pelosi can do her whatever the hell she does. Drink, make her lives miserable, put her interests ahead of uh, America. You know, you know how this works. USMC Crypto Redneck, thank you so much for the diamond again, sir. You're crushing it today. Thank you so much. But yeah, that was uh, that was uh, spotted today. But Nancy Pelosi, guys, my God. My gosh, she can't even follow her own damn rules with anything. She she changed all these pronouns according to the House. It's really ridiculous seeing what we're seeing here. And she went out on the House. This was yesterday. Now, a lot of people are freaking out because they're saying, where's Nancy? We haven't seen Nancy show up to work in a couple of days. She's got her aides. Was she arrested? We don't. We didn't know. I, of course, I'm just waiting to see how all this is playing out. I'm not here to predict any more events anymore, but... Nancy Pelosi went in the house, and uh, she she pretty much broke her own rules. Again, check this out. The House of Representatives. I stand before you as a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a daughter. A daughter whose father proudly served in this Congress. So she just listed off a bunch of names that we're not supposed to be saying anymore. And if you guys wanted the full list... This is exactly what that list looks like, and you can you can pretty much see where this is going. Uh, Dicey Man Ford with the diamond. The movie's getting really good. It absolutely is, my friend. It absolutely is. But look at this: father, son, uh, daughter, mother, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, first cousin, nephew, niece, husband. <laughs> what are we supposed to call each other at this point? What the hell are we supposed to? Be? I don't I don't understand, guys. How does this get passed within days? But we can't get a damn COVID relief bill passed. Um, it takes longer than eight months, apparently. Tell me how that works. Our government, our taxpayer money, again, being put to the best use possible. And, of course, those gender studies out in Pakistan, they're really they're really going to do us really well out there. So it's insane. But there's something even more insane because we all know these scum all hang around with each other. Eric Swalwell, Eric Swalwell came out and pretty much compared, he compared Trump to Osama bin Laden. And you can't make this stuff up. On Gateway Pundit, Chinese communist spy lover Eric Swalwell compares President Trump to Osama bin Laden. And he did. I'm trying to, did I highlight? No, I did not highlight. So, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi chose Democratic Eric Swalwell to be impeachment manager. In her latest attack, this is like the mo- ultimate Karen, the, ult- the most ultimate Karen thing you could probably get as far as a label. Um, Eric Swalwell to be impeachment Manager, <laughs> for the people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, guys. Trump is a gigantic mirror, um, and he's completely put the reflection back on these bad guys. And holy crap! So we know what happened with Swalwell. So there was a video here of Eric Swalwell talking about this, comparing Donald Trump to Osama bin Laden. And yes, Dre Finzor again with amazing memes, dropping dropping the heat here. Here's Swalwell with the uh, with Jinping behind him talking about this right here. Check this out. Well, Osama bin Laden did not enter U.S. soil on September 11, but it was widely acknowledged that he was responsible for inspiring attack on our country. And the president, with his words, yes. using the words fight, with the speakers that he assembled that day. <laughs> it just never ends, guys. It never ends. The insanity never ends. But you know what? That's what we're here to cover. That, But, yes, he did compare them to – he did compare Trump – 
uh, to Nancy Pelosi. And Texas Patriot says with the diamond, thank you so much. I hate Nancy. Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people do, and a lot of people rightfully cannot stand her. Um, and, and, and a lot of these Democrats, even the Republicans, they are just – we just don't know what to do with them at this point. They're completely worthless, completely worthless. But in other news, kill all Republicans. This is from MRC Newsbusters. Kill all Republicans. Amazon sell, sells 204 items promoting violence and hate. This is amazing to me because this is where we're going to be going down the road. These uh, these pop, these uh, companies, these big tech companies are going to have to abide by their own rules because we know they're double standard. We know they're double standard, and what we find here on the Amazon site is absolutely terrible. I mean, look at this. We have Florence and Partner, Kill All Republicans, and Black Shirt, who Shirts. Look at this. Look at this crap. But it's on their websites. We have these rings with uh, terrible things on them. Trump blowing his brains out on a flag. Like, what is this garbage? But yet, yet Amazon has this stuff up on their website. And you know what? It's breaking their own rules. And this is going to come back to bite them in the ass at some point or another. And they deserve everything they get. And hopefully, they're going to cancel each other out. But the best part about all this as far as the big tech censorship and everything that's happened, there was... The number that these people are down now, and Dan, uh, Deanna, uh, Deanna Houston, thank you so much for the Ninja Gini, Chris Berman, Ratcliffe, Ezra Cohen, Watnick, three new executive orders, military. I'm just saying, yeah, there's still, we're going to get into those, mil, um, those some of those executive orders in just a minute. But even, there's, big tech is still bleeding because of this, and the total now that I can find most reported is $51 billion combined market value erased, uh, completely erased since Trump ban. And now all these countries, these uh, especially Europe, they're talking about possibly even getting out and just creating their own internet without being connected to any of these big tech platforms. And I hope they do. I hope big tech is going to put themselves in a box now that they're not going to be able to get out and they're going to become completely irrelevant. It's not going to take long, guys. Give it six months to a year. These platforms, there's going to be nothing left. They're going to be lefty echo chambers and they're going to be f left fighting with each other. And there's going to be, they're going to see how boring it is. Like, even I'm still on Twitter. I don't know how. Twitter is so just empty. It's an empty shell. There is just an echo chamber at this point, and it's awful to see what it's turned into. And I'm still there. I don't know how. I have no idea. My Tree Patriot with a diamond. Stop buying lemons through Amazon. Yeah, that's up to you guys. I mean, that's, it's up to you. But yeah, no, you guys can actually donate right to the cash app. That goes directly to the show. You guys don't have to do the lemons. You guys can go right through the cash shop. It's in the about section, and you can donate right through there. That is fine. That is fine. But I love seeing big tech just bleed itself out like this, and it's absolutely terrible. And guys, this this story I had to I had to bring it up. This is amazing, and I I don't recommend anyone ever do this because it it gave this guy um, some serious damage to his own body. Look at this. A man injected magic mushroom tea into his veins and fungus grew inside of him. A man brewed a tea from magic mushrooms and injected the concoction into his veins. Several days later, he ended up at the emergency department with the fungus growing in his blood. The man spent 22 days in the hospital with eight of those days in the intensive care unit when he received, where he received treatment for multi-system organ failure. <laughs> now released, he is still being treated with a long-term regimen of antibiotic and antifungal drugs, according to a description of the case published January 11th in the Journal of the Academy of Consultation Liaison Psychiatry. The case didn't reveal whether injecting shroom tea can cause persistent psychoactive effects as sometimes seen when people ingest the fungus orally, the doctors wrote in the report. So, word of advice to anybody, 
don't inject don't inject any <laughs> magic mushroom tea into your veins. It's going it's not going to end well. So in the last bit of news here, I just want to show everybody because this literally just popped up right before I got the show started. Um, apparently, there was a whistleblower um, that reached out to James O'Keefe and his team about um, about Twitter. And they have supposedly a video of Jack Dorsey with his face, his mouth moving, everything of audio completely exposing him for everything that we know. I'm just going to play this quick video, get to the funny video of the day and, ju- and jump into the content. But check this out real quick. This sh- this should be really good, and I hope it brings the heat. Watch this. So tell me again what you were saying. A whistleblower inside Twitter reached out to us. A whistleblower inside Twitter. We have this new whistleblower who recorded the CEO of Twitter. He recorded the CEO. He did. Where did it come in from? He came in from Proton Mail originally. He came in from Proton Mail. That's right. Um, do you think this is going to get us banned? It would be a good one to go out on. So you can clearly see Jack Dorsey in the videotape. There's no denying it's him. You can see his face. Yeah, and his lips moving. It's definitely him. It's definitely Jack Dorsey is on the videotape recorded by the whistleblower. Wow. I guess we're releasing a videotape of the CEO of Twitter today, recorded by a whistleblower. Stay tuned. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what that's all about. That's going to be great. So remember, guys, just to share this episode far and wide. Again, this is Woke Societies. My name's Scott, the host and creator of the channel. We're on DLive. We're on Twitch. We're on Pill.net. And, of course, we're on Foxhole. And everybody that's on Foxhole, you can go to the Apple Store right now, download it. It's the Foxhole app. And for Google and Chrome users, go to the Foxhole.app on your browser, download it, and it will be an app on your phone. And let me just check the numbers on that real quick. I'll see if I can get it up here. And we're at 1,473 on there. DLive, let me just check out DLive real quick. DLive, we're at 2.8 thousand viewers, almost at 3,000. And on Twitch, we're almost at 500. And there we have it. Heather, July 16th with the Diamond Jack Dorsey should inject the mushroom uh, mushroom tea. Uh, I... Yeah, we, we, we really don't like uh, Jack Dorsey, but we'll see what happens to him. And TG, TG, uh, TG Tigger with a diamond, we effing love you, bro. Thank you so much. The love is back to you. Well, guys, that's going to bring us to our video of the day brought to you by Saul Memes here. The name she put it for this is Commies, Commies Everywhere. If you guys spot a communist, run away, run away. So let's check this out. I'll see you guys on the other side of the intro. And here we go. Recognizing a communist, physical appearance counts for nothing. If he openly declares himself to be a communist, we take his word for it. If a person consistently reads and advocates the views expressed in a communist publication, he may be a communist. If a person supports organizations which reflect communist teachings, or organizations labeled communist by the Department of Justice, she may be a communist. If a person defends the activities of communist nations while consistently attacking the domestic and foreign policy of the United States, she may be a communist. If a person does all these things over a period of time, he must be a communist. But there are other communists who don't show their real faces, who work more silently, Thanks for tuning in to the land of the real. 
but it's like the twilight zone, the plan is surreal. It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed. Bring your thoughts to light, all the plans they conceal. Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole. It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls. The tide is turning, patriots and now in control. Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke. Open up your eyes and keep them healed. All they do is lie, realize how everything is real. Through project looking glass, the future is revealed. Future goes past, but there won't be any deals. Both society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. guys i'm ready to go how is everyone doing in the chats i see uh, d live i see twitch i see all of you out here i see you on pill.net great to see everybody here we got about four thousand mid four thousands here as far as viewers and that's going to go up we can get around five to six thousand viewers tonight i'll be happy with that so welcome in thank you so much let's get into the news of the day and the content of the day and uh, we're gonna have a good time here. I'm glad you guys like the communist video <laughs> by Saul Memes though. She's really great. She's a really good content creator and all that good stuff. So let's get into the news of the day here. So what we are all waiting for, right? We're still waiting to see what the hell is gonna happen, who the president's gonna be. I, for one, cannot count Trump out out of anything, and that is why I'm still holding on to faith. He has never not shown up on a promise, and I just cannot still picture him handing over the keys to Joe Biden. So what can he do along with the military takeover that we're hoping to see here, um, hopefully before Inauguration Day, but we'll have to see here. Just one second, guys. Just all my son smashing cars during the show here. So what he can do here is called declassification. Trump has the documents from Spygate, um, probably with uh, everything going on with the Rona. Everything that's happened to him up until this point, he can just release the documents on so many things. The Clinton Foundation, maybe even Epstein, who the hell knows? But from just the news here, one of Trump's biggest unfulfilled promises is Russia declassification. Just a week from his departure, more than 40 of the most critical and highly sought documents from the Russia scandal remain hidden from the public still. And for most of the first, uh, last two years of his presidency, Donald Trump has repeatedly and unwaveringly insisted he would declassify all the relevant evidence in the now discredited Russia collusion probe. He first raised the idea in an interview with me back in September 2018, insisting that he was waiting for the Mueller report to come out and exonerate him before he completed the task. I have been asked by many people in Congress, as you know, to release them, he said back then. I have watched commentators that I respect begging the president of the U.S. to release them, and I have had many people ask me to release them. Not that I didn't like the idea, but I wanted to wait. I wanted to see what, you know, where it was all going, and I think this whole thing is a hoax, as he's been calling it. So there's so many different things that could happen here, and it's really hard to tell what, what direction is this going to go. If he ends up being president still after all this, is he going, will he declassify before? If, um, if things don't go our way, is he going to leave the office scorched earth and drop all of these documents for the public to see? That, to me, would be more of, a, uh, more of the path that I could see him going, and he just drops the ultimate red pill that so many people, uh, they won't be able to deny it. And they'll be able to see the truth for themselves and maybe maybe um, get the people more unified than ever on his way out. But I don't I don't think that's going to happen again. I, I do believe Trump's going to pull uh, the miracle that we're all hoping for regardless, regardless. So we're going to have to see what happens. We'll see what happens. But 
The thing is, the thing is, this came out today from Disclosed.tv. President Trump is uh, reportingly has more pardons ready to go as well as executive orders, plans to declassify Ukraine intel and appoint special counsels. Unclear which which he will do first. And that was according to CNBC, which I'm shocked that they would even report something like that. I have no idea. But the thing is here is that there is supposedly pardons being lined up, ready to go. The man is technically still in office till next Wednesday. And that there is a lot of time between now and then for him to declassify as much as he want. And, of course, do as many executive orders as he can before he leaves office. Now, it's very strange that he is doing, he is doing executive orders and amending executive orders right now. And to me, it's like, why would you do that on your way out, especially in the last week that you're here, supposedly? Why are you putting all these executive orders that can just be struck down by the next administration? It doesn't add up. But what we can see here, we can see from Trump with the news that came out today, there is a clear plan uh, to combat China. And there was an executive order that was put out just yesterday in regards to this, an actually amendment to a executive order in 2018. But let's look at this real quick. The New York Post is saying White House releases Trump administration's plan to combat China. And we've always said, and Trump has always said, China has always been the number one enemy. Russia and Iran are there, but China is absolutely the number one. So the White House on Wednesday released a 10-page document outlining the Trump administration's strategy as of 2018 for countering China, stressing the role of India as a new ally in Asia. The document contains few surprises, outlining plans to support allies and boost the economic and counter-espionage efforts of neighboring states. But U.S. cooperation with India features prominently in the assessment a strong India in cooperation with like-minded countries would act as a counterbalance to China. China aims to dissolve U.S. alliances and partnerships in the region. China will exploit vacuums and opportunities created by these diminished bonds. The White House National Security Council reports so that the U.S. will aim to create a quadrilateral security framework with India, Japan, Australia, and the U.S. as the principal hubs. The Trump White House released this document one week before President-elect Joe Biden takes office, which is so curious to me. Critics accuse Biden of historic, historically being na- naive during China's rise, especially on, on trade policy. Very, very interesting to see that. And again, Trump has always been pointing out this uh, this path to uh, to combat against China's exploitation and God knows how many how much illegal stuff they're doing over in other countries and uh, most most administrations including Joe Biden have ignored have ignored China we all know why he's he's wrapped up with them he's a Chinese puppet and uh, it's selling out with them it's selling out America and we know that's exactly what it is but the weird part about all this is is this this uh, this amendment of this executive order, this was up um, under the National Security and Defense on the White House website, and the letter is written to Madam Speaker, which again is Nancy Pelosi. This is very interesting. The text of a letter to the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President of the Senate, pursuant to the International Emergency Economic Powers and Section 301, blah, 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 I hereby report that I've issued an executive order taking further steps to deal with the threat posed by the People's Republic of China, increasing exploitation of United States capital to resource and to enable the development of modernization of its military, intelligence, and other security apparatuses which continue to allow the PRC to directly threaten the United States homeland and United States forces overseas, including by developing and deploying weapons of mass destruction, advanced conventional weapons, and malicious cyber-enabled actions against the United States and its people. But So we already know how Trump feels about China, but why the hell would you address it to 
Nancy Pelosi. Are you sending a, a message to Nancy Pelosi to let her know we know exactly who's wrapped up with China? We know Joe Biden is. Remember, Trump said Joe. He said to Joe Biden, "Be careful what you wish for." As far as an impeachment, be careful what you wish for. Very interesting. And then he puts this. He writes this to Nancy Pelosi. And we all know there. Everyone on that West Coast there is wrapped up with China in some way, somehow. We know they are. Just like uh, what's his face, the governor uh, Gavin Newsom, with all those shady deals that he was doing with Chinese uh, masks when the COVID uh, re- spike really happened, and all that millions or you could have been millions of billions of dollars exchanged between the two, um, and very sketchy deals, and it just does not make sense. But there was another executive order that is going to directly impact. Any of the Biden investments in China, and I thought this was super interesting, Trump is going to make this extremely hard for whoever comes in next. It's going to be him. I'm, 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 almost, I'm, I'm so positive it's going to be uh, Trump. But it's, it's so many things pointing here. And again, this is from the Gateway Pundit talking about President Trump's executive order from yesterday directly impacts the Biden's investment in China. And it's very interesting. Look at this. He put out an executive order yesterday, was sent to Speaker Pelosi while she was impeaching the president, of course. That was happening, and Trump's like, whatever, I'm still going to do my job, which he absolutely did. The executive order appears directed at the Bidens and any Americans working with the Chinese to enhance the Chinese military. Very interesting. So, President Trump on Monday issued the executive order. Then yesterday, the president sent an email directly to Nancy Pelosi In his email, the president shared that the executive order includes the trade of public securities related to China, but also derivatives related to those securities. And this was the this was the letter here from the White House. But it is unclear why the president sent this email directly to Pelosi. Is she involved in investments with China? We probably we could probably assume that that's a yes. But until we have more sauce on it, you know, we'll go from there. So with as concerned as the left has been about a bank account uh, in Trump's name in China, perhaps they should pay a bit more attention to the fact that Hunter Biden and the stepson of then-Secretary of State John Kerry were operating a venture capital firm with Chinese state-owned entities like the Bank of China, and more than 50% of BHR is owned by the Bank of China, which can be shown here in the screenshot. And it's just so interesting. Is Trump closing the uh, the grip on Joe Biden with just a week left um, of his presidency and hopefully another four years with him in there. But what is he doing? Why is he doing this stuff right now? Nothing is just done randomly. Nothing is done coincidentally with with Trump um, at the helm. And it's just really interesting to point that out. So what do you guys think in the chat? Do you guys think he's setting something up here? Is he setting the stage to have um, to have everything closed down around Biden? And what we're going to see here in a little bit with the, with the soldiers – um, in, in D.C. I don't know, guys. I don't know. But the fact that Trump is still making executive orders, still putting in the work, man, what kind of better worker and fighter can we have in the office than Trump? I mean, at this point, there's no one. There's absolutely nobody that that's come even close to him. And champs, thank you so much for the diamond. I'm not associated with China. That's awesome. Good to know. And Heather, July 16th, another mic drop from POTUS. Nancy and Trump, yes, it absolutely is. And Junebug36, the diamond project, Veritas, dropped the video on Jack. Okay. Um, what I'm going to do real quick then, what I'm going to do here, yes, I'm getting messages from everybody. I'm going to just pull up the video here from uh, Project Veritas, and uh, we're just going to we're gonna wing this here because obviously, let's see. Let's see. Apparently it's here. Okay. Here it is, guys. I'm watching this for the first time with you. 
This is this is uh, Jack Dorsey here. Here's the video from Project Veritas. Let's watch it together. Have it, Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, recorded by one of his own employees, an insider whistleblower at Twitter, recorded saying this is going to be much bigger than just one account, revealing some censorship. You can see our model at Veritas, our organization protected by an army of citizen patriots. We've had over a dozen people reach out to us this week with video, evidence inside Twitter. Stay tuned. They may be private companies, but they have more power than all three branches of government. Veritas Tips at protonmail.com. Wow. Oh, <laughs> well, guys, um, there you have it. There you have it. Yeah, and um, guys, just in the chat, please just uh, keep, don't, we do not encourage any violence in the chat. So please, people saying hang him and stuff, we don't, we, I don't want any of that in my chats, please. So please keep that out of my chats. We don't need any problems on any platforms uh, going forward. So that is crazy. That is absolutely crazy, and seeing that, and yeah, Dre Deplorable just said, seriously, what's with the plexiglass? Do these employees talk to each other through plexiglass in Silicon Valley? That is absolutely insane. This is crazy. So, again, and why specifically they bring up QAnon? Why is QAnon such a threat to these people? I don't don't get it. I really don't get it. Again, it's this whole entire thing of, we need to protect the public. We need to do this. We need to protect you from yourselves. Just like the same thing her, we heard about the Rona. It's it's never ending. And 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 James here says he has twelve other whistleblowers um, reaching out to him. And that was just one video. You know, you know they have more more coming out here. And I love that. Um, we all knew this. It's not going to end here. It's going to be weeks. It can be longer. Um, what does that mean? What does that mean? And Jack, why is my account still up on your platform? Why is it up on that platform? It's absolutely insane. Absolutely crazy. But that there you go, guys. That is the video we were all kind of waiting for um, and all that good stuff. But, man, man, oh, man, there you have it. 
There you have it. There you have it. So let's transition gears here to what I was getting to here as far as these capital rights. Again, I was talking a lot about this on Tuesday as the dust is settling here. And um, everything is starting to make sense now with this rushed impeachment again for the second time. And Kaylee Curley, thanks so much for the uh, Ninja Gini Q people are are stupid. All for a LARP. Come on. At the least, it's a roadmap. Come on, man. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's so true. Heather, July 16th, again with the Diamond Big Tech is going down. Justice will be served and spotted. Spotted Marley, so much. Thank you for the, uh, oh, it looks like uh, Kaylee Q donating five subscriptions on DLive. Thank you so much for that. So, yeah, why it's... It's it's absolutely crazy, but let's look at what's going on with these riots because everything we're seeing with these riots that happen going into the um, this this fake and the scam impeachment that's happening, you can really see the writing on the wall. And the weird the weirdest part about what I'm about to show you guys is that the mainstream media was actually reporting on some of this stuff themselves, which was extremely odd to me that they would even be ousting anyone themselves. And you're gonna see here real quick. This is from Paul Sperry. Now that FBI has confirmed that Capitol riots were planned many days prior to President Trump's January 6th speech, Dem impeachers are now moving the goalposts for proving Trump inside the violence from his 1-6 speech remarks he made weeks earlier, um, re-election being stolen. Being stolen. Of course, Paul Sperry is one of those uh, sauceless tweeters that end up having really good information, but never, he never cites his sources, but it is what it is. But the weird thing is here, this is from Catherine Heritage. She put this uh, little string of tweets out talking about the groups that um, were seen on camera using small unit tactics. Look at this. A law enforcement official confirms the identification of individuals using military or small unit tactics is among the highest priorities for D.C. U.S. Attorney's Sedition Task Force video footage and eyewitness accounts of the apparent use of these tactics trained to military and law enforcement drew immediate scrutiny from investigators, CBS News has learned these tactics were witnessed both outside and inside the Capitol building. Note these tactics are commonly used in hostile, unknown environments to clear rooms and reach mission objectives. Sounds like military or police training. Absolutely. They can include hand signals or physical contact to unify the group and communicate directions. These are trained behaviors. My emphasis so this is now being reported by CBS. You're going to see here just a moment. Also by CNN talking about this stuff, saying that there were small groups, small groups of of uh, people using small unit tactics um, to go inside this building. And remember, the police were allowing these people to come in. We saw all the videos of the barricades and the doors being held open. And now it's being reported that military style of small unit tactics were used inside the building to go into into these buildings. So this was clearly, this entire thing was clearly planned from the get-go. And it's and as more information comes out, we're finding more, more that these people, some of them weren't even Republicans. They weren't even Trump supporters. They were full-on Democrats. And this is reported by the Gateway Pundit. I swear, guys, you cannot make this stuff up. Registered Democrat and 34-year-old son of a New York judge were arrested because they were at the U.S. Capitol. And this was one of them right here. The man wearing all the fur, another man wearing fur inside the uh, inside the Capitol here. But another violent leftist was arrested on Wednesday for parking, uh, partaking in the U.S. Capitol protest turned Antifa riot. 
Aaron Mostofsky is a registered Democrat. He is the latest Antifa rider who was identified at the Capitol on January 6th. Another radical at the Capitol last week was arrested yesterday. He is a registered Democrat. So why why would registered Democrats end up being in inside the Capitol along with, you know, again, this was labeled a Trump mob. Why are they there? And Mr. Mostofsky is a 34-year-old registered Democrat and the son of a New York judge. He is seen in the picture above dressed in fur, carrying a stick and wearing a bulletproof vest he had stolen. Mostofsky is standing beside the man who carried a Confederate flag into the event. This indicates they possibly knew each other and both appear to be outsiders and leftist demons flying to smear Trump supporters. It's absolutely crazy. And this man right here carrying this Confederate flag, he apparently he turned himself in to the, uh, to the FBI earlier today. And it's funny because I wonder if any information about these people or their background is going to be released if they don't fit the narrative. What if they are Antifa? What if they are just Democrats? What if they just hate Trump supporters and did this and that was their motive? Will that come out? Will that be released to the public? Will we know those details? You know, I I don't know. Probably not. But you know what details that are also not coming out, which is so baffling to me, and I've seen so many people talking about the um, Ashley Babbitt the girl that was uh, killed in the D.C. Capitol that was shot through the neck. And I've seen some people digging saying that she actually didn't die. I didn't get into any of that stuff. I don't know. Some of you guys might know in the chat. Some people doing digs on that. But whether she's alive or not, the identity of the police uh, policeman who shot and killed her, his identity has not been released yet. And there's no details at all. And again, the Gateway Pundit was here reporting on this. Why, why is this still being blocked? Why is this happening? The identity of the policeman who shot Ashley Babbitt is still unknown after more than a week since the shooting. This goes against a recent measure passed in D.C. mandating more transparency in police shootings. We reportedly yesterday that the identity of the Capitol police shooter shot and killed unarmed Ashley Babbitt. The Capitol is yet to be released. But why is that? Why is the police shooter being kept in the dark? It's certainly not transparent. It actually turns out that these things go against the spirit of recent measures passed in the summer um, in D.C., where policemen and women involved in a shooting must release within 72 hours any body camera footage related to the shooting and bans the officers from, it, from using it before drafting crime reports. So what is going on? What is going on? What? Why won't they release any details about the man that shot this woman and killed her? Why wasn't there yellow tape that night around this entire crime scene? And why the hell... Did the, did the House convene with their um, selection of Joe Biden inside the house where this woman died? And we don't even know who this man that killed her. We don't know anything about him. What if he's a registered Democrat? Will that ever get out if that's true? Will that change the narrative? I don't know. But these things need to come out. They're not even following their own rules. They make these rules and they don't follow them, just like we saw with the election and all that other good stuff. But there's so many things that aren't adding up about all this. Now, this story took an interesting turn yesterday. John Solomon, he owns Just the News. I use his uh, I use his articles all the time in the show. He tried to FOIA request the records pertaining to the investigation of the entire siege on the Capitol, and he was blocked from getting them, completely blocked. And he gives the reason that he received from the uh, Metro Police Department or whoever was heading it here. Listen to what the excuse was. John Solomon here is talking about it. We're going to play this little uh, video thread as he's explaining here what the hell is going on here. And the things that we were told about all this certainly 
don't seem to be truthful at all. Watch this. Around today. What are we learning? What's the latest right now that we know from the interviews that we're doing with investigators, with police? So I've been told that some of the key security people in the Capitol, the sergeants of arms of the House and the Senate and the Capitol Police Chief, who all three who have resigned, yes. have had some contact, some form of interviews with the Metropolitan Police Department, mm -hmm. which is the lead investigative agent now. Yes. Uh, we FOIA'd those reports this morning, and we got our good colleague, Natalia uh, Ministato, stands right behind us yes. here. Yes. She got a response back almost instantly from the police department saying, we're not releasing the information, and here's why. It's going to be personally embarrassing private, privacy and dating oh. to release these information. It doesn't make sense. Wow. These were public officials. Mm -hmm. Their job was security. What they told the police ought to be a matter of public record. We're going to fight for those documents, yes. but something tells me what's in those documents has some very bearing, big relevance to what happened on the Hill. And the, the question I have yes. is, what did Nancy Pelosi, what did Mitch McConnell yes. know about these threats beforehand? If they didn't know, it's an intelligence failure of the police. If they did know, there's something they didn't tell us before we went into this impeachment round today. Very interesting. So, and I see you guys pouring in the diamonds. Thank you so much. I see all of you out there. Uh, Anissa, save the diamond. Uh, Tenacious T420. Woke fam, can't stop, won't stop. Absolutely not. What else do Nancy Pelosi and uh, this other guy, what what do they, what were they know? What do they know and why is this stuff being blocked? You are the police department and you're saying it's going to embarrass you. The police department, just like John Solomon said, this is a public, this is a public service. We need to know what the hell happened here. Why would you block it unless it's going to be damning to, to your narrative? But listen to what Solomon says as, um, as far as the more information that he was able to get. Um, that this was indeed, this whole entire thing was planned out days, maybe even weeks beforehand. Check this out. Right. Makers are so concerned that this was sort of a drive-by impeachment, a one-day, yes. couple hours, yes. and impeach the president. Uh, there is some significant evidence beginning to emerge of three things. One, yes. that uh, the Capitol Police, the NYPD, the FBI, all had prior warning that there was going to be an attack on the Capitol. Mm. They knew some of the people. They knew some of the things that were being said, even talk about killing cops as tragically wow. what happened. Wow. Uh, uh, they, it was serious enough to warn the Joint Terrorism Task Force. Now, that has several repercussions. One is, how did the leaders of Congress react to this intel? Did it get to them? Did yes. Nancy Pelosi know? Secondly, did, uh, if, if this was a planned attack, you can't be the president of the United States being accused of inciting a spontaneous attack when it was planned days before. Right. And that's exactly right. How can you be the one inciting violence when it was planned days before it was going to happen regardless? But the entire movement got painted as this domestic terrorist force now and Trump as well being the one that incited all this. And last video here, very damning, talking about how, remember what we were saying, small unit tactics were seen on camera. Were seen on camera and those are the most, those scared the crap out of almost everybody because you can tell there was people who had either military, police training that were in there, um, dressed to these people. But that, again, that goes down that rabbit hole of were they were they white hats, were they black hats, were they in there to get um, intel on Nancy Pelosi's laptop, all that stuff. We don't know. We we won't be able to prove it, of course. But according to uh, John Sullivan here, inside sources, there was leaked maps, internal documents, and helping to assist riders to enter and navigate the building. Listen to this last video. It's absolutely insane. Posture making me. 
And so I think uh, both from an impeachment perspective and from a factual security perspective, mm. we're, we're learning things. And we shouldn't be in the posture of making final assignments of blame until we know what the facts are. Another thing that we're hearing, and, and uh, Congressman Clyburn of South Carolina, yes. one of the most respected Democrats in the House, first raised this. I'm hearing there's significant evidence of this. It's part of this planning, this private plan, was helping people on the inside, helping them to learn the Capitol, to have maps of the Capitol, to know how to get around in the Capitol. This was a planned attack if this information bears out wow. as what the federal law enforcement is saying. The FBI is saying this now. Mm. The U.S. attorney in Washington says he's bringing a conspiracy case. As you know, you yes. can only bring a conspiracy case if there was planning. Yes, right? yes. You can't have a conspiracy in a, uh, or a spontaneous moment. So these are really big re revelations. And I think this story, the Capitol siege story, yes. will go the route of some things we've heard in the past. We once before were sold a story that there was a spontaneous attack. It occurred in Benghazi. Right. Susan Rice, about to go yes. back into the Joe Biden administration, yes. told us it was a spontaneous attack spurred by an anti-Muslim video. Right. It was a terror attack carried out by an al-Qaeda yes. affiliate, yes. planned weeks in advance. That yes. was the final intelligence assessment. Uh, not, uh, the Russia story. Yes. Told there was collusion. Then we found out everybody knew there was no collusion and it was a bogus thing. Right. But they went with it anyways. Uh, I think this story has the potential to boomerang around in a very different ending than what the American people were presented today. Remember what Trump said, Joe Biden, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. And John Solomon said it right there. There's a conspiracy case, and now it's being pushed forward. And the FBI, the DOJ, they seem to be all on board with what's happening here. And, of course, I know what people are going to say. Scott, they're, they're corrupt. They're not going to bring any charges. May not. Might not. But the fact that there's a conspiracy case being presented means it was planned ahead of time. And what's going to happen to the left when this gets presented as it is that this was not indeed anything done by Trump? And everyone can read the transcripts. Again, it's so funny. The first time Trump got, got impeached, again, it was over a perfectly good phone call. We read the transcripts. Everything was done to the, done by the book. No rules broken. It was fine. And here we are again when Trump said again, go out and peacefully and patriotically, patriotically protest, which translates to the left as you're inciting an insurrection and violence. We're not stupid. We're being gaslit. We all know it here. But my God, more and more information is pouring out about this, and we're just going to have to see what happens. Hot Rod 73, thank you so much for the diamond. I appreciate that. There is just so much here. And like I said before, the weirdest thing about this, because I'm still on Twitter, so I'm watching a lot of these lefties uh, communicate and talk, We what, this, this impeachment was being rushed through, right? And we all have many re different reasons why. It's probably multiple reasons why. Nancy Pelosi's afraid of, of Trump. The, the most of Congress is probably afraid of Trump and what he's what they're capable of. And this is what I'm saying. You can never count the man out. And they know that. They know this. So Rich Grinnell said here, this is why rushing the impeachment vote was clearly a political move. Of course it was. Not a thoughtful process as, as designed. And he retweeted here, CNN. Evidence so far, including weapons and tactics seen on surveillance videos, suggests a level of planning that has led investigators to believe the U.S. Capitol riot was not just a protest that spiraled out of control. It was a uh, federal law enforcement official says. And again, I am shocked CNN is even touching that. Shocked. What the hell is going on here? The thing is, once Trump, if, if Trump is on his way out, I don't what I don't know what the mainstream media is going to report on. They're just like Twitter right now. It's going to find the world is extremely boring. But even here. Per CNN, investigators believe the riot at Capitol was planned and not inspired by President Donald Trump, but Democrats impeached before they had any information from investigators. Why would they do that? 
Why are they doing that? And Donna Houston with the Ninjagini, bring on the Insurrection Act. That is what we're all hoping for. But man, man, and what I've been seeing, I've been talking of Gab and Foxhole and all these alternate platforms as much as I can. I'm seeing so much, so much of uh, of anybody, any of these communists, these lefties, they're trying to blame Gab and these other platforms. I literally saw something on Twitter today. They took a screenshot clearly of what Parler's setup is. And just like you know how you have on Twitter, you have the heart, you have the thumbs up on Facebook for the like. On Parler, it's called an upvote. That's what they're called. They took a screenshot of some maniac on Parler spewing all this kind of violence and hate. And they said, look look at you, Gab. Good job allowing this on your platform. And it clearly shows an upvote um, in whatever else the, uh, the lingo of the uh, Parler platform was. These people can't even troll good enough at this point. They can't meme and they can't troll. And you could literally just just rip through these things in seconds and find out their false information. Um, but they're trying so hard. And this article here by the Washington Post talking about um, how Facebook it should bear some responsibility for all this because what I've been seeing here is is this narrative by you know Forbes and CNN and ABC saying how all these right-wing extremists are going to Parler, then they move to Gab. And uh, this is where they're organizing to carry out these events. They're supporting violence and hate, right? Well, the funny thing about Gab is they don't host events on their platform. You can't host an event. You can't organize on their platform like that. But you know what platform you can organize an event on? That would be Facebook. That would be Facebook. And the Washington Post here um, dug into, uh, what's her name? Her name, last name Sandberg. Talking about Facebook's role in all this, and all this person did, this uh, whoever the Samber, we'll get to her in just a moment, she's deflecting blame, all blame, from the platform, but new evidence shows how platform did play, in fact, play a role. And that's exactly what happened here. Facebook Chief Operating Officer Cheryl Sandberg has sought to deflect blame, noting the role of smaller right-leaning services such as Parler and Gab. When you have billions of people on your platform... That's the funniest part about this. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, they allow child porn all over their all of their platforms, all over the place. You don't even, it's disgusting. And they even said we there's no way we can police all this. Well, if that's on there, you certainly know there's violent groups uh, operating on there. Pro, on both sides, you know this, but one side is kicked out and the other side is left alone. That is the problem. That's the problem with all this. If you're going to censor one group, censor the other. But if you're going to follow your own rules, you should be canceling yourselves out. All these people are on your platform. You can't blame Gab. How can you blame Gab? Nobody was talking about Gab. Nobody. Nobody was talking about Gab until all this stuff started to come down the pipe. People, and Then Parler got nuked, and then Andrew Torba being the – him and his team being awesome. They were planning for this day, and now they're scooping everybody up, and they're reaping the rewards from it. But look what they're doing. They're just using this as excuses to cancel any opposition, any kind of competition. And it's going to backfire on these people. Right now, it's all about decentralization. But look at what this, this look at what she said here. It's, it, it's mind boggling. I think these events were largely organized on platforms that don't have our abilities to stop hate, don't have our standards, and don't have our transparency, Sandberg said. She noted, oh, here we go again. Why is Q always. <laughs> Oh, God. She noted that last week the company took down content affiliated with the baseless QAnon conspiracy theory in the Proud Boys extremist group, as well as content affiliated with pro-Trump Stop the Steal movement and a growing body of evidence 
shows Facebook played a much larger role than Sandberg suggested. And two dozen Republican Party officials and organizations in at least 12 states on Facebook to coordinate bus trips to the rally, according to research by the left-leaning media watchdog group. <laughs> of course, Media Matters is there for America, which published screenshots of the flyers and memes. So is Facebook going to get canceled now? Who are their servers run through? Is it Amazon cloud services? What cloud services do Amazon and Twitter run through? And this is exactly why, if you're still on Twitter, um, the Gab account is actively trying to cancel Facebook and Twitter now. You know, they're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to cancel themselves. But my God, it's really crazy to see all this happen. It's really awesome to see. But with all we're, with all this going, with, with the capital rights now to the impeachment, which absolutely means nothing, why would you go and, and do this and try to impeach this president for a second time, which is going to absolutely do nothing um, with just less than a week now uh, to supposedly go over to – it's going to be a, trans, a transition of power to Joe Biden, which none of us, none of us are buying. Um, but the problem here is the Republicans that wanted this, that, that went through with it, they just nuked their own futures. They absolutely nuked their own futures, and there was a lot of people pissed off. Um, with with the Republican conference chair, Liz Cheney, and um, not good. It said, Miller said Trump's team and votes have to dig in. We have to start fighting back, elected officials said. She was about impeachment, and so are about 10 other Democrat, uh, Republicans, I believe, none of who I've ever heard before, but there was over 100-something in the House um, rejecting this impeachment, and so, and so, was, um, so was Mike Pence. And I know how most of you out there feel about Mike Pence right now. I really believe he could possibly still be playing a role in all this. We're going to have to see. We're really going to have to see, but I don't know. I don't know. Pence did not go through with this impeachment. So was he really playing a role? I mean, this is you want to talk about movies. Are we still in a movie? I know people are sick and tired of hearing that, but I don't know. I don't know. But out of all the ones that defended Liz Cheney, no, one, no one's going to be surprised by this. Dan Crenshaw. Let's get truth on the record. Lynch Cheney has a hell of a lot more backbone than most and is principled and is a principled leader with a fierce intellect. She will continue to be a much needed uh, leader in the conference, but with my full support, we can disagree without tearing each other apart. You know what? You know what Dan Crenshaw is about? He's of the Forever War Group. Forever War Group, and it's really hard to see and all that good stuff. It's really disgusting. It's really disgusting to see the Never War people and, oh, oh Forever War people. And Trump, and this is what I'm saying, Trump is still working. This came out today and why there are so many people that are up, up against Trump because he is bleeding the deep state dry, the military. There was no wars to be uh, carried out, new wars going on. And Trump puts out this statement today saying how the United States military troops in Afghanistan are at a 19-year low. Likewise, Iraq and Syria are also the lowest point, are at the lowest point in many years. I will always be committed to stopping the endless wars. It has been a great honor to rebuild our military and support our brave men and women in uniform, $2.5 trillion invested, including beautiful new equipment, all made in the United States of America. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just really awesome to see here. And before we get to uh, the, the, uh, the the my next sponsor here, I want to show you there are there are some freshmen – um, Congress people in Congress now, and they're stepping up to the plate. And I've always said to you guys, Marjorie Taylor Greene is definitely that fighter that we all can uh, get behind. And uh, she announced this yesterday. I want to know what you guys think. I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but it's awesome that she's at least standing up to these uh, these sick people. She announces that she's going to file 
articles of impeachment on Joe Biden on January 21st. This is her talking about it real quick. Check this out. Congresswoman, I understand, though, you have something uh, pressing, something important and something new you'd like to share with everybody. Yes, I, I would like to announce on behalf of the American people, we have to make sure that our leaders are held accountable. We cannot have a president of the United States that is willing to abuse the power of the office of the presidency um, and be easily bought off by foreign governments, uh, foreign Chinese or Chinese energy companies, Ukrainian energy companies. So on January 21st, I will be filing articles of impeachment on Joe Biden. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. I don't know if it's going to do anything, but she's at least putting up a fight. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, she knows exactly um, the kind of the kind of um, per people that she represents as far as America First policy. And Donald Trump talked her up. She was slammed in the media because of uh, she she supposedly follows Q, so they they ripped her apart and put her in that box like they always try to do. But it's really nice to see um, someone step up for America First. So absolutely amazing. And so great to see here. Let's get into, uh, again, tonight's sponsor of the show. I've been pr promoting my mother's business. And again, we're doing it here now. This is Alula Wellness. Breakthrough M2 is a fast, effective, healthy weight loss program that uses homeopathic liquid drops in a structured balance. Guys, we all have that COVID weight to lose, including myself. The drops support the body's ability to help clean and get rid of abnormal toxic fat that your body doesn't need, abnormal fat. While on the program, you will take your drops three times a day before breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We use detailed food lists and exact amounts that help you easily plan your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You will drink 90 ounces of water or half your body weight in ounces of water, whichever is greater every day. And in five to six weeks, the average weight loss for women is 20 to 25 pounds, and men can lose 30 to 40 pounds. Doing our program teaches you how to make the best decisions for your body to help you keep the weight off. This can be the last diet you ever do. Ladies and gentlemen, I do this diet Three years ago, and I lost up to I lost 30 pounds in three weeks. It works. It's all natural. I can promise you, you have never done a diet like this before. So if my mods can please share this link, this will get you started on that. For more information, you'll actually be linked up with a coach that can give you a free consultation over the phone. You fill out the information, get your journey started, and get losing that COVID weight. So remember, guys, check out alulawellness.com. This is my mother's business. I think about almost 10 years going, going on now. Check him out. And when you support uh, my sponsors, you support my channel. Thank you so much, guys, for doing that. We're in the second half of the show, and we're going to be talking about the military, the soldiers, and some Q drops that I um, found some other people posting that I see that are very interesting as far as um, where everything's going here with all of these uh, soldiers coming into D.C. Capitol. It's a lot. And to me... There's so many questions that need to be asked and answered, and we're going to get into that just real quick. Let me just hop into the chats here, see where we're at. We're at 624 viewers on Twitch. We're at 4,000, 4,000 on DLive, which is amazing, absolutely amazing. And let me just hop over to the Foxhole app here, and I'll get those numbers in just one second. 2,377, which puts us at over 6,000 viewers live for the day. I absolutely love it. The numbers are doing great. You guys are amazing. And if you guys want to donate to Cash App, that goes directly to the channel. You guys can do it through Cash App, and um, I'll get those for you and read out your name at the end of the show. Hot Rod 73, thank you so much for the diamond. Crazy busy day, brother. Yeah, and we're, we're just in the middle of it, my friend. Just in the middle of it. So I want to bring you this story from Real Raw News. 
the whole entire thing here is we believe Nancy Pelosi, by bringing in this 25th Amendment, which is ultimately it's it's if the president is under illness or just physically physically cannot cannot carry out their duties, then someone else will come in and replace them. And if it's not the vice president, it would end up in Nancy Pelosi um, in, uh, being the third person there. So there's this, all these talks about carrying out this military coup. And there was this one Marine corporal here that rebuked Pelosi and said, we don't work for you. This came out yesterday. Check this out. General David H. Uh, Berger, commandment uh, of the United States Marine Corps, refused House uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi's request to use the Corps to safeguard Biden's January 20th inauguration from Trump supporters and insurrectionists. And he said, let me see here. A Pentagon source speaking under promise of an, uh, anonymity told Real Raw News that Pelosi contacted General Berger last, last Monday night and she beseeched him to commit 5,000 troops to help ensure peaceful transition to power and to prevent a repeat of the January 6th siege of the Capitol. General Berger, outsourced, said, didn't understand why Pelosi needed additional soldiers to augment an already impressive force assembled by federal and state officials. That force includes 15,000 National Guard from D.C. And now, ladies and gentlemen, hearing it's up to 21,000 and will be by Saturday. Pelosi said she wanted battle-ready and reinforcements because radicalized Trump supporters and kooky QAnon conspiracy people were about to converge on D.C., she implored him to reconsider, arguing that it was on the general's patriotic duty to quell uprisings. And this is supposedly the response by this, uh, this this commander here. Don't lecture me on patriotism, Madam Speaker. I've served this country with distinction for 40 years. I've spilled blood for our nation. What have you, a self-serving elected official, done for your country? General Berger said, and this is supposedly what was uh, reported, she said, I answer only to the, uh, he said, I only answer to the president, and as I understand it, Donald J. Trump is still president and commander in chief. I abide in the Constitution as was, as was written, not your interpretation of it. And Pelosi claimed that the National Guard's weakened warriors were ill prepared to repel an army of mad Trumpists. Battle hard Marines, however, were more capable of defeating rabble rousers, she said. You have the best trained soldiers in the world, and America needs them. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. That quote still saying that, hey, President Trump is still our commander in chief. That is that is who we follow right now. That is exactly who we need to follow. Very interesting indeed. And it's really awesome to see. But guys, what I'm talking about here, you would think there would have been at least some National Guard there for the for what happened on January 6th. This was an event that was planned um, weeks ahead of time. Weeks ahead of time, and the only thing you're telling me is that they have these these metal barriers that anybody, my, my, my three-year-old son, can push over and get by himself? That's That was the only thing that you had to stop people, and, of course, the Capitol Police? That's it? But now? Now, all of a sudden, look at this. This was pictures here of the troops inside, uh, inside the Capitol. 20,000 troops are needed to protect politicians from the public. You know this is a problem because the problem is the politicians. Look at all these soldiers. I guess uh, COVID went out the window because they're packing all these soldiers in here now. What the hell is going on? 20,000 troops? 20,000, guys. What? There's something going on here. And this was a video taken today of more troops. And not only that, they're armed with racks of M4 rifles and gear. You can see it here. 
Just check this out real quick. Look at all those soldiers. Amazing, right? D-Star Boy, thanks so much for the diamond. Woke, yes, awesome. Look at all those soldiers. Look at them. Like what? What are you? What are you protecting from? We're all hearing these reports of these uh, of of these groups gathering um, that are supposedly going to be armed. Which I've been telling everybody: stay away from that. Stay away from the violence. Stay away from all that garbage. It's probably a trap. But not only that, it was announced that at the on the, on the inauguration, National Guard troops are now authorized to use lethal force as DC turns into police state. Authorized used author authorized to use lethal force. Very interesting. And National Guard troops deployed in D.C. for the Biden inaugura- inaugural in the wake of the storming of the U.S. Capitol last week has been authorized to use lethal force, according to a report by U.S. News. That cited a Defense Department official. The D.C. National Guard has issued a statement Wednesday that troops under its command has been authorized to carry weapons. And this is the entire area. Checkpoints, everything. Everything. And a reported 20,000 troops are being deployed in the nation's capital. Checkpoints have been established. Razor wire. Top fencing has been erected around the capital and Supreme Court. Large swaths of official Washington have been blocked to vehicular, uh, vehicular traffic. Many metro stations in downtown D.C. are completely closed. And as far as the video here, guys, there's video of the barbed wire coming up. Look at this. Barbed wire going up on the fences. And I've been saying it, I've been asking the question, guys, ever since I saw this fence come out. Is this to keep people out? Or to keep people inside? It's it's like this little, this 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 entire area is getting locked down. And the guys, this is turning into a um, a prison almost. Fences with barbed wire, checkpoints all over the place, in and out. Cannot have vehicle or traffic. Twenty thousand troops and maybe more coming. The place is already going to be locked down for a while. Is this a plan to get everyone out and arrested? I don't know, but I want you guys to look here at some of these Q drops. And again, I got these from Julian's Rum, who was posting on Gab. And um, he pointed these two drops out that I thought were very interesting. 3125. The attempted coup, treason, opens the public door to more serious. The pill must be easy to swallow. The lead-in. The public must be prepared for what is to come. The Clinton Foundation. And this was 3125 back on March 20th of 2019. The most important part to this is the attempted coup treason opens the public door to more serious and it stops there. The pill must be easy to swallow. And they're saying the lead in. So what's whatever is going to be presented is going to have to blow everyone's minds. And we know the drop that says the first arrest will shock the world. If it's going to shock the world, maybe this is what we're leading up into. But the other drop that I wanted to point out here that was that was brought up is 2961. Warlike posture. Is there a benefit? Think public optics to allowing your enemy to open the front door. And remember when I showed you guys this? Remember I showed you this video here? Look at look at where these troops are going. 
Look at this. Open gates. They're walking right through what I would consider the front door of the Capitol. Right? Is this making sense to everybody? Is there a benefit to this to allowing your enemy to open the front door? Warlike posture activated. Thank you for playing. I don't know, guys. Could this mean anything? I don't know. Is this just to protect Joe Biden? Are 20,000 troops here to protect Joe Biden or to arrest him? That's why I showed this before. Are they there to protect these people or are they going to arrest them? We still have to wait and see. We still have to wait and see. But I want to go back just a minute, guys, in time here to remind everybody when the Democrats rioted, when Trump was inaugurated and what that looked like by the left. And we can compare it now to what happened in the D.C. Capitol. And that's not excusing any of the assholes that ran into the D.C. Capitol and did what they did. They broke the law. They need to be arrested and they need to be found and they need to be tried if they broke the law. Absolutely. No problem with that. But look, look at this. Let's go down memory lane, remember, and remember what happened when Joe, um, when Trump was inaugurated. Watch this. Not everyone gathered here in Washington today came to celebrate President Trump's inauguration. Protesters lined part of the parade route, and in some parts of the Capitol, there were confrontations with police. The anger reaching a boiling point in the nation's capital after President Trump took the oath of office. Police in riot gear facing off against the protesters just six blocks from the inaugural parade. Unleashing pepper spray, concussion grenades, all to disperse the crowd. Burning cars and smashed windows. A small group of protesters dressed in black, their faces covered, armed with hammers and bricks. Facing off with thousands of officers on site, many in riot gear, confronting them with flashbang grenades and pepper spray. Before the swearing-in ceremony even began, protesters tried to block checkpoint entrances. During President Trump's speech, several demonstrators were escorted out of the area. Several officers injured during the protest today and more than 100 people arrested. Tonight, thousands of protesters remain in downtown D.C., occasionally facing off with police. We have seen many people injured, both protesters and police officers. Oh, okay. There you go. Yep. So you guys get the point. You guys get the point. But you know what? Only one side is condemned for it. And, I, you know, it's it, 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 none of this stuff, is it, it's, it's all terrible. And it all should be condemned. Absolutely. It's ridiculous how the media and these pundits have such short memories. And this was right around when I started to wake up. And Deanna Houston, thank you so much for the Ninja Gini again. I'm trying to, and of course I missed it. Thank you so much for the Ninja Gini. I really appreciate it. But yeah, the tolerant left, right? Remember that? Remember that. But it's uh, this is this is exactly what we're dealing with. So I wanted to read this letter real quick. Um, this is uh, obviously satire. But if Trump were to write Joe Biden a letter congratulating him, this is exactly what we could expect from Trump. And here it is, dear Joe. It is my great honor to offer you congratulations on becoming president in the phony rigged election that I won. 
I wish you and your family nothing but the best during that this disgraceful period in our nation's history. Your wife, by the way, is not a real doctor. At least that's what people are saying. She seems like a wonderful woman, nice legs, who has said some very nasty things about me. I hope the authorities let you visit Hunter in prison after he is convicted for his many crimes, including treason. Believe me, I know what it's like to be disappointed by your children. <laughs> Perhaps we have more in common than you think, just as your eldest male son, Bo, was unfairly taken from you, from you under tragic circumstances. The election was stolen from me by massive vote dumps, a.k.a. fraud, and one of the most tra uh, tragic criminal acts and acts in our beautiful country has ever seen. Look at Fulton County signatures, human drop boxes. We have the numbers. You must feel very lucky that the Democrat Party was willing to steal the election for you, but not for crooked. Because you are a Democrat, the China virus will magically disappear. You will inherit the most powerful economy on Earth, stock market at record highs. You're welcome. Thanks to me, you were injected with the fastest ever vaccine that saved your life. I was already immune, as you know, after beating the virus myself with energy and stamina. I hope you can find the courage to stop China from raping our country. You will face many difficult decisions in the months and years ahead. Perhaps you will come to regret your choice of running of a running mate, as I have come to deeply regret mine. Kamala Harris is a person, uh, no, as a no-class person, but she is not. She is not. I'm not going to say that word. Watch your back, Joe. Choosing Mike Pence was the biggest mistake of my life, with a possible exception of my marriage to Marla Maples, who was crazy but had skin like you wouldn't believe. As my final act as president, I hereby pardon the musical artist Little Wayne and myself, Donald Trump, for all crimes, past, present, and future. <laughs> Thanks, Donald J. Trump. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. And uh, just uh, just real quick as we're tying up the show here, thank you guys for joining. We're at 4.2 thousand uh, viewers on DLive, and we're crushing it on Foxhole and on Twitch. We're at 624. Absolutely amazing. I want you guys to see this. Jack put out a statement on Twitter in regards to him taking down real Donald Trump. And remind, remind you, the video of, of what we saw with Project Veritas. He said, I do not celebrate or feel pride in having to ban Trump from Twitter or, or how we got here after a Clear warning we take this action. We made a decision that with the best information we had based on threats to physical safety, both on and off Twitter. Was this correct? He believes so. I believe this was the right decision for Twitter. We faced an extraordinary and untenable circumstance forcing us to focus all of our actions on public safety. Offline harm as a result of online speech is demonstrably, uh, demonstrably real in what drives our policy and enforcement above all. That said, having to ban an account has real and significant ramifications. While there are clear and obnoxious ex obsession, uh, exceptions, I feel a ban is a failure of ours, ultimately to promote healthy conversation and a time for us to reflect in our operations and the environment around us. You've got to be kidding me. The check and accountability on this power has always been the fact that a service like Twitter is one small part of the larger public conversation happening across the Internet. If folks do not agree with our roles... With our rules and enforcement, they can simply go to another internet service. Oh, wait, no, they can't because they banned that too. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. And this, this thread goes on and on and on, and it turns into a conversation talking about Bitcoin. He doesn't give a shit about the president. Does not give a shit about the president. And then James O'Keefe put this out. We have insiders within our company coming to us literally about to blow the whistle on you. I've never seen such an influx of tech whistleblowers. And guys, when I was talking about before with Gab getting all these resumes from um, senior level management in big tech wanting to get the hell out because they're just so disgusted of what's happened there. 
None of this surprises you, right? None of this surprises you. And even Jim uh, Hoff, the uh, the owner of Gateway Pundit, he threw this out there just to put the uh, bow on, just to tie this in a nice bow tonight. Here's Jack before his arrest at a BLM uh, Ferguson rally. This was before they burned down the business district twice. So, and there you have it. So, we're all about exposing these these criminals, these crooks that just want to silence everybody and anybody that puts up a descending voice to them. And yet, here we are. Here we are. And it's going to be glorious, guys, seeing where this all goes. And um, I am not counting Trump out. I am not counting him out, guys. There is no way. There is no way I'm counting him out. He's going to surprise us. And I, I just, I can't see him giving the keys over to Joe Biden. I just don't see it. I don't see it at all. So, guys, we're at 4,000 viewers, 2,600 on, it looks like, Foxhole. They're watching. And on Twitch, 624. So, we're at a nice, we're at a nice 7,000, between six 7,000 viewers on there. Doesn't get much better than that. You guys are amazing. That is a tribute to you. So, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, before you head out the door, before you head out the door here, pull up my website here. Don't forget... If you want to get something nice for you, your friends, your family, or let them know, it's a great way to introduce the channel. Get them something from my merch store. We have something for everybody as far as t-shirts, v-necks, hoodies, um, a bunch of awesome stuff, um, coffee mugs, beer glasses, water bottles, Yeti style, all your uh, drunk dads matter, drunk wives matter, hats, hoodies, stickers, ma uh, magnets, all that good stuff. It's all there for you. Easily to check out the store and to support this channel on a full-time basis. It's really great. And of course, you guys can always go to wokesocieties.tv where you can sign up for a monthly subscription. You guys can get my channel um, through the through your phone, through the computer, and also you can download it on the Roku and you can watch the replays on Roku as well. I'm on Gab TV. I'm on Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey. I'm on all those platforms, guys. I'm on everything, of course. If you can, um, Gab has been running really well. It's It's been running fantastically Follow me on Gab. I'll drop my link right there now. If you guys can go sign or go, if you haven't signed up yet, you need to go on Gab. They're the future. Go on pill.net, sign up for a free account there. Twitch, you just got my link there for Gab. And let me go to DLive. Let me get you on here real quick. Whoops. Nope. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. And I think my buddy Abe, Abe, I see you dropped a Ninja Gini. I didn't see if you dropped a message, sir. I'm sorry. Thank you so much for that. And Picola Peach, thanks for helping us to uh, keep sane during this. Yeah, that is most of all the compliments that I get. It's uh, thank you for keeping me sane. And that's what I'm here for, guys. It's part of it. This to me is just uh, as, as therapy as it is for all you guys. So Heather, July 16th, draining the lemons. Cash App is, is, uh, is the place to donate, fam. Yes, it's a great place to donate. And thank you to all my mods, my beautiful mods that come in here. They keep the chats clean. And that is the thing, guys. I feel like I have to put this disclaimer out as much as I can because people are trying to blame us for stuff that just does not exist. This channel is always about peace, about love. We do not promote any violence whatsoever on this channel and in our chats. And if anyone is saying anything at all violent in the chats, my mods have the have the green light to, to uh, put an end to that. We do not want any of that around our our, uh, our channels or content. I know people can get upset. They say things, and I get that. But this is also a business. And you, everyone has to understand that as well. 
We cannot have that on any of our chats whatsoever. So if you say anything that's, you know, even slightly a little violent, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want I don't want it anywhere around my channel. I don't. I have been deplatformed and censored on almost everything. I'm sick and tired of it. We live in America still, but digitally, it's China. And I'm sick and tired of dealing with it. I'm done with it. I'm done. So it is what it is at this point. So thank you guys. Shout out to my mods. You guys are awesome. And I think, uh, let me just check my phone real quick. Let me see. Okay, Todd. Let me, uh, my brother just gave me a message here about Trump D-Class. Let's see what this is about. Oh boy. Look at this. Bombshell revelations as Trump declassifies all FBI documents in Russia probe. Oh boy, here we go. What is this? A bombshell revelation in the remaining FBI documents on Russia collusion shows that the entire narrative was created and leaked to the news media to neutralize Hillary Clinton's concern that her email scandal hadn't gone away. Well, what I can do for you guys here as we as we I can it looks like this is a nine minute audio clip of John Solomon. I can play this for you guys if you want to hang out. Do you guys want to hang out for a little bit more? I can play this. I can play this. We can listen to it all at the same time. Let me know in the chat. Do you guys want to hang out and listen to this? Mill 89 says, yes, it's nine minutes long. Not, It's not a couple minutes. It's nine minutes. You guys can come. You can go. It doesn't matter to me. And if my mods want to want to head out, I know you got, you got lives outside of our channels. You're good to go. You don't have to stay any longer than our regular showtime here. So, yeah, I'm getting a whole bunch of yeses. Go. Okay. And also in bold chats, you guys are awesome. I just want to check Pilled real quick, guys, to make sure I didn't miss any power chats. Let me uh, pull that open. And, guys, I don't want to forget, tomorrow I'm going to be live with Craig from the Reasonable Reasonable Craig at 6 p.m. Eastern. Me and him are going to be on the channel. And Shanna... Shanna Shadler, $10 donation, uh, $10 power chat donation. Thank you so much. Thanks for all you do. Stay strong. God bless. Thanks so much for the power chat, uh, Shanna Shadler. I appreciate that. So, guys, yeah, I'll play the audio here, and uh, let's see what John Solomon has to say about this, and hopefully uh, we'll get to uh, we'll get some revelations here. Let's play it. What the hell is this? That just a little while ago, President Trump authorized the declassification of all remaining FBI documents in the Russia probe. There is about a foot, foot and a half stack tall of documents uh, from the FBI and the Justice Department that will be made public over the next three or four days before President Trump um, leaves office on the 20th. It will include some of the most important revelations of the scandal. And, you know, we've had some big ones already. I, yeah, I still go back and shudder to think that there's an FBI interview, an agent who was interviewed by the Justice Department this past September, who says that there was never any evidence of collusion and the whole effort was a get Trump investigation. Uh, that was a big one. But here are some of the revelations I think you can rest assured will be in these documents. I have done six months of reporting and I identified the 40 documents that I thought the president would declassify. I'm pretty sure nearly all of them will be in this batch. But one of the most important of all the ones that are, are there is uh, Christopher Steele's debriefing documents, particularly those 
after he was fired from the FBI. He came back, if you remember, a lot of people forget this, but in fall of 17, he did a one-time interview with the FBI almost a year after he was fired for leaking. These interviews, this this long, lengthy debriefing of Christopher Steele has some bombshell revelations. And I think the most important is that the entire narrative leaked to the news media, driven to the FBI, that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia, was done specifically to neutralize Hillary Clinton's concern that her email scandal had not yet gone away, had not gone away. It was actually a calculated political act. And you'll see in Christopher Steele's own acknowledgement that that was the reason that the the James Comey's continued actions to keep the case open drove him to leak and to plant what turned out to be a false story about uh, the Russia collusion and Donald Trump and his ties to Vladimir Putin, which, by the way, never existed. That's going to be the big overarching theme that you're going to see in these documents. But it is set in stone by Christopher Steele's own uh, admission a year later that the reason he leaked, the reason they set the narrative into the marketplace, even though the evidence uh, was bogus, was that... Yes, I'm not making this up. They wanted to neutralize Donald Trump. That is consistent with intercepts that the CIA briefed President Obama on in the summer of 16. But Christopher Steele, in his own words, a man who knows why he leaked, why he did the information he did, tells it to the FBI. That is a significant revelation that's going to come out of these documents. The entire Russia collusion uh, investigation was predicated on a dirty trick to protect Hillary Clinton from her own email and Russia liabilities. Irrefutable. You're going to see this, I hope, in the next 24, 48 hours. Here's another big revelation. The main subsource, remember the one that the FBI subsequently interviewed and said Christopher Steele's representations weren't true. They were made up. It was bar talk. I never intended it to be FBI information. Christopher Steele reveals that he got to that subsource. That subsource was delivered to him by one of the most famous impeachment witnesses against Donald Trump, Fiona Hill. Remember the Russia expert? She was lauded by the media, and she is a very good Russia expert, by the way. Uh, She, according to Christopher Steele's debriefings, was the person that connected Christopher Steele to his primary subsource for the dossier. And he later, according to Christopher Steele, he tells Fiona Hill that uh, that subsource, that person that she had connected to him, is part of the reason why the dossier became the dossier. Isn't that amazing that someone that would testify against the president in the 2019-2020 impeachment proceedings had an earlier role getting Christopher Steele on his dirty dossier? That's going to be a significant revelation. There are all sorts of revelations about Stefan Halper, the other informant. We always talk about Christopher Steele first, but Stefan Halper is the guy that put a wire on and recorded people like George Papadopoulos and Carter Page. Well, His tasking orders are, I believe, going to be declassified as this. What is a tasking order? It's when the FBI sits down and says, hey, informant, this is what we need you to do. And I believe when people read these tasking orders, when they look at these and they honestly read at the facts, the facts are going to show the FBI intended to spy on the Trump campaign. Remember, Democrats and and, uh, James Comey and other people say, I wouldn't call it spying. The very predicate documents, the tasking order document, where they sit with the confidential human source, Stefan Halper, who, by the way, I think went by the code name Mitch, um, when they sat with him and gave him his tasking orders, 
they told them to use the cover of pretending you wanted to join the campaign, the Trump campaign, and then find out everything the Trump campaign knows. And they told them to target specific people like Sam Clovis and George Papadopoulos and Carter Page and others. They were spying on the uh, Trump campaign. This FBI document will show that for sure. Now, there are many other big revelations in there. Uh, there are there's going to be evidence, I think, that after the FBI was told in December 15, keep in mind, December 2015, the FBI was told that Christopher Steele had too many contacts with Russian oligarchs, might be compromised, and that they ought to reevaluate him as a confidential human source, an informer. Now, the FBI didn't do that. But months later, I believe the FBI confidential human source documents, the governing documents showing everything that the FBI did with Steele, will show that the FBI gave sensitive information to Christopher Steele, despite the CIA's warning that he might be compromised uh, by Russians, might have been uh, flagged or tricked by the Russians. Um, what an extraordinary thing for the FBI to do without revetting him, without checking out these national security concerns. There are going to be many other uh, revelations like that, conversations between FBI agents, text messages between uh, the, the, the brass at the FBI. These documents are going to take weeks to go through. They're voluminous. As I said, I think it's somewhere between a foot and a foot and a half tall of documents that the president has ordered declassified. There will be Damn. days of revelations, days of recriminations. These are very <laughs> important documents. And uh, right this hour, as we're speaking on this special edition of John Solomon reports a short but newsy one. I can tell you that they are in the process of being declassified. They've been gathered. They've been reviewed. They're going out the door to the American public in the next few days. Yes. And Just the News will be right on top of all of the developments day in, day out for the next several days. Buckle your seatbelt. Get ready. This is going to be an important ride, an adventure through the facts of Russia that were denied us for nearly four years. Uh, that's all I have for you today. I made it a short one, but I, I'm telling you tomorrow, come back. We'll have new. What do you know? What do you think guys? We're going to be dancing in the streets later next week. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Well, guys, I mean, news has been kind of slow this week, but not anymore. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some uh, drunk societies over the weekend. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Grab your popcorn, ladies and gentlemen. Do you guys think this is over yet? It's not over. This is not over. This is not over yet. Be happy. Be encouraged. We're not done yet, guys. We're not done. Heather, July 16th. Yes, bombs, popcorns, 100s. Absolutely. Absolutely, guys. This is not over. This is not over yet. I am so pumped. Whatever happens, it doesn't matter. If we get the truth out there, I, I don't care at this point. Absolutely crazy. And I got some Cash App donations. Thank you so much. Heather, uh, done with lemons, Cash App donations. Yes, Heather, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Janet, thank you so much. Thanks for all your hard work and congrats on the baby. Thank you so much, Janet. Gina, thank you for bringing the truth to light. Absolutely, that's what we're here to do on this channel. My buddy, Eddie. Sexual arousal of Schumer under desk hiding. <laughs> yes, yes. 
That has got to be one of my favorite all-time quotes. Melissa, thank you so much for your hard work and truth-telling, absolutely. And Lara, thank you so much for the donation as well. You guys crushed it with the super chats, the diamonds, the lemons. And I don't want to forget, I don't want to forget, because if anyone bitches about the, the chest that I... The funny thing is, the guys that the people that bitch about the chest the most are the ones that don't see that it's open, then they don't get any. Then they put nasty things in my chat saying how they're going to unsubscribe to my channel. That's fine. If you're here for the lemons, if that's what you're here for, I don't want you watching my show. You can go to the other channels if you're going to go be a lemon farmer. I don't care. Get off my channel. You're not going to get any sympathy from me. You're probably going to get something worse from me in the chat calling you out. So that's that. That is that. Uh, T TG Tiger, the diamond, not even close to being done, just getting started. Absolutely. Jmill89 with the diamond. Thank you, Scott. Thank you very much for the donation. I appreciate that. So... Your lemons are now out, out there. Hot Rod, you're the luckiest follower out of the bunch and all that good stuff. You guys got – there's your lemons. There is your lemons. And let's get into the top contribu contributors of the night. And Wisconsin Anon, that's a great name. Here for the info, not the lemons. Thank you for not being a lemon farmer. Thank you. Lure Ed, T. Tiger, TG Tiger. I'm killing your name. I'm so sorry. My boy, Uncensored Ape, thanks for donating, my friend. I appreciate that. I saw your Ninja Gini. Heather July 16th, JML89, KH Farmer, and Sprague. And with the top three, top three, we have Hot Rod 73 with 3,600 lemons. Kaylee Curley, 89, 5,570 lemons. And top contributor of the night, Deanna Houston. I think you sent me six Ninja Ginis. Absolutely amazing with the 6,000 lemon donation. You guys are fantastic. I appreciate that. We crushed it tonight, guys. I told you this show was going to be fire. Follow me on Gab. I don't really use Twitter too much. I just like and retweet to gather information for you guys. That's all I use Twitter now. Um, Telegram is where it's at right now as well. Telegram, they have a bunch of groups to gather information, um, all that good stuff. And um, we're just we're just uh, we're just adjusting. We're 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 uh, we're adapting. We're adapting here. So much is going on and changing, and uh, we're just we're here to get this so um, we're just getting this party started. So I can't wait. I cannot wait to see what the uh, what tomorrow brings. Me and Craig, I'm sure we're gonna have plenty to talk about, and uh, maybe we'll even talk about birds on this channel. I know Craig loves birds, and I <laughs> I do make fun of him a little bit because it's so funny. The first time I went to his channel that I ever saw, him, he was talking about birds, and I thought I was like, wow. And it was actually super interesting. I'm like, if this dude can make birds interesting, my God, I can't imagine how good of a how good of a broadcaster he is. And he's he's just so vibrant and just full of positivity. I just can't wait to have him on here. It's gonna be a good time. So that's tomorrow, me and Craig at 6 p.m. Eastern, and then Saturday for another live show with yours truly at 6 p.m. Eastern as well. The long game, thanks, guy. I prayed for that D class for three nights. Well, guess what? Your prayers are getting answered, my friend. Your prayers are getting answered, and we need to continue to keep praying. Um, that our country is healed, um, peace ensues, and uh, as much unity as we can. And I, I know it's hard, but we need to we need to have some kind of unity at some point. This with both sides, or this is never going to our country is never going to heal. And my personal approach to all this is how you heal a country. You are transparent, and D class brings that transparency. And guys, don't forget, Durham is still out there. Durham is still out there doing his thing. And if you think his investigation is just going to go away, I, I just, I don't believe it. He's been working on it for so long. Why, why would he, he just wasted all that time for nothing. Let's see how this all plays out guys. Let's see how this all plays out. It's going to be awesome. Dakota peach, Picola peach, the diamond. Great show today. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a great show. 
We had a bunch of surprising uh, surprise articles, surprise audio. James O'Keefe, and we just we do it on the fly, and that is my. It's, it's I love doing things on the fly. It's just more natural for me that way. But um, awesome stuff. I think you guys got everything in this packed full episode for an hour and forty minutes here, and we got more diamonds coming. Laser dog, Prez done trap the rats. I agree. I agree. I don't think they're putting 21,000 soldiers in D.C. with barbed wire fences, always in and out, checkpoints just to protect Joe Biden that nobody was going to anyways. And the people that are showing up to cause problems, we want nothing to do with any of those people. Stay home. Stay away from any. If it's going on your state, stay away from it. Stay away from it. We didn't want to have anything to do with any of that stuff. R55 Rider just donated Diamond. God love us all. Absolutely. Why is Mob Arrow the Diamond? Can you share the link to the audio? Yes, I can. Your wish is my command. Here it is. Heading over to, quite frankly, peace out, Scotty. Yes, Frank is going live. He is live right now. This show is ending, so it's all good. There's the link, Wise Mob Bear. There's your link. Mm-mm. Go show that link to all your friends. Hop over the pill, uh, the uh, Twitch chat here. The long game. You think any of these demons will apologize? No. Why would they apologize? They're career criminals. Scott, awesome combo tonight over on the Twitch chat. Thank you so much. Don't go. Too many infiltrators in our movement. Yeah, well, if they are, we call them out as best as we can. Call them out as best we can. Here you go, guys. Twitch chat. Link to the audio. There you go. It's in the Twitch chat for you guys now. So many things to go over. What's going to happen? What is going to happen? We still got 2,800 people watching live on Foxhole. I love it. I love it. Our own app, our own home. It's fantastic. It's great. Hot Rod 73, thanks for the diamond. Awesome show as always. Absolutely. Well, guys, it's 7:12 and all that good stuff. I'm going to head on out. We got the show tomorrow night with Craig. We're going to talk about whatever whatever news, whatever comes out. What is Foxhole? Foxhole is our new app. That was made by the boys, I keep saying boys, by the men, by the dudes over at pill.net. The houses, all of our favorite content creators that you all know, and it's a live streaming platform. Chat is coming. Chat is coming on there, and it's going to be a comfy place that you're going to be able to watch um, all of us live streamers right now. It came out uh, last this past week, and it's uh, really awesome. So check it out. If you guys want my gab... My gab also is right here. It's been running fine since around 3.30 Eastern time. They got it. They did more infrastructure upgrades, and it's been running really fast. So there you go. There you go. So, guys, thanks again for hanging out with me. It's been a great time. I had an awesome time with you. Remember, guys, we're streaming live on DLive, Twitch, Pilled.net, and Foxhole. And hopefully many more platforms to come in the future. It's been absolutely amazing. You guys killed it on the lemons. 25,000 lemons donated today. We hit around six, six, six to 6,500 live viewers. All that good stuff. It's really awesome to see you here. 
We're going to be bringing the shows tomorrow night on Saturday night. Um, I don't know who else is on tonight. I know Frank's on now. I think Brad's on a little bit later tonight. I, I think he does a daily show. We'll have to see. But either way, if you guys want to come check it out, I always have them hosted on this channel. Junebug36 just donated a diamond. Thank you so much for that. And it's only going to get better from here. It's only going to get better from here. Yeah, me and Craig, that should be a good time. It'll be the first time we'll be on camera together like that. It's going to be fun. You guys are awesome. Thank you to my mods. Go check out my sponsors. Check out my merch shop. Check that all out. And remember, guys, stay safe, stay strong, and stay woke. You all have a good night. See you later, guys.